You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's the Golf Bros coming to you with another Big Drive Energy podcast. Today we are going to be talking a little Dustin Johnson, a little uh, first round of the PGA Tour playoffs. And then we are going to talk about the scramble we both played in today. Neither of us won, spoiler alert, but we both had a blast, hit some really good golf shots, had a good time. Uh, And then we're going to do our weekly segment, love to see it, hate to see it, and don't be that golfer. Absolutely. But first of all, guys, we've talked about this on the pod before. If you guys aren't DNVR golf members yet, you got to hop on now while the train is still at the station because... There's so many opportunities for you guys for for DNVR Golf, playing Spring Valley at a discounted rate, playing Common Ground at a discounted rate. You get a free OGO OGO polo when you sign up. And the polo's sick. We saw it at the bar. They should be shipping out for those of you that have signed up for DNVR Golf. If you haven't, upgrade that membership today from a regular DNVR membership to the golf membership. Get the polo. Get discounts on lessons. I got three. I had two or three lessons last week with DNVR members. One guy texted me right after his first round, said it was the best round he'd ever shot, the best front nine. I'm going to go for a little bit of Frank Azar on this. Uh, past results are no um, guarantee, guarantee of future, future performance. That's about <laughs> that. Um, but I will say that we can help your guys' games. It's what we study. It's what we do. Uh, so we can help your guys' games. So become DNVR golf members. Hit us up at... Uh, golfbros at thednvr.com. That's our email. We'll get you guys set up with lessons. We'll figure out times that work for both of our schedules. And we'll get you guys lessons and get you guys better at this game and have a lot more fun playing it. You just love to see that. Just love you to really see do. It. Well, Dustin Johnson just absolutely shit on everyone this weekend. 
and we normally wouldn't cover, we don't like cover the PGA Tour, but this week was kind of an outlier because we have not seen a performance like this technically since like 2006, I think was the last time somebody broke 30 under par. I mean, DJ just went Kerouac on their ass, fucking off the wall. Like, I I could not even believe what I was watching, and I finally turned it off and I tweeted it out on the account. I was like, this golf tournament's over. I mean, it was over before it started, Oh, by fo- the looks of it. On the account, follow us on Twitter at <laughs> DNVR underscore golf. Also, Big Drive Spence. I am Big Drive Spence. And I'm Big Drive Mitch. And we all tweet. We both tweet from both accounts. We tweet everything from golf, hockey, baseball, whatever. The Rockies are ass. Anywho. Pictures of me being drunk at the DNVR <laughs> bar, apparently, too. That was good. That was good. Um, Slumped. He, yeah, we had a rough night the other night down at the DNVR bar. But uh, just DJ, to give you an idea of how hard golf is, and everybody talks about it, but he couldn't break 80 like three weeks ago. His three rounds, or he shot 78, 79, and 80 in three rounds, withdrew from a round, quit from a tournament. I was like, maybe this dude's done. And now he's got 12 straight rounds in the 60s. Yeah, well, I mean, his scoring average was, what, uh, 64 and a half? This weekend? Yeah, 64 and a half. Well, so he shot 67, 60, 64, and 63. Just unbelievable. Yeah. He boat raced the field. Harris English got second place at 19 under, and uh, the lady was actually interviewing Harris English after the tournament, and she basically told him, she's like, Harris, you had a great week, you know, you shot 19 under. How does it feel to come into this week feeling like you played a great four rounds of golf and you had no chance to win, basically, is exactly what she said. Shit all over him on live TV. And he was like, well, you know, I I played good. And I think Kiz, what did Kiz say? Kisner said, when DJ's hot, I just back up and let him do his thing and try to stack my pocketbook. Like, he he knows. Because that's the thing is Kiz doesn't have that next step, like that next level like DJ does. Kiz would have to be absolutely on point to the nth degree to even touch what DJ can do on a week-in, week-out basis because there's that gap in distance and it really does open up the game and with all these advanced analytics it really is showing that the further you hit it the better chance you have of making birdies the better chance you have of winning golf tournaments and that's why Bryson has completely transformed his game and other many other guys, but you know, Bryson's the dude in the media all the time. But DJ's been doing it for at least 10 years now. Like, he's been swinging hard as fuck, and <laughs> I mean, he just goes at it. He's just dumb to the point where he doesn't care and he just swings as hard as he can. But he actually got a short game in pretty tight order, I want to say five, six years ago. Because I remember around at Riviera that he played out in L.A., and he had a really good shot at winning the golf tournament. And uh, I think he had to make par on 18, or maybe birdie. He had to chip in for birdie. And he was right in front of the green. And he had had a great ball striking week, like he generally does. And he had a chip from like a foot off the green, and that pin's always kind of back middle in the last round. And he literally chipped it over the – he bladed it and chipped it over the green. Like – I think that was kind of a low point for him. He pissed away the tournament. 
because of his short game, and now he's super locked in with a lot of his wedges on top of hitting it a ton, just ridiculously long. And that really is the formula to shooting 30 under in four rounds of golf. Oh, absolutely. And DJ, as you guys, most of you guys know, or if you've ever played golf or heard about a guy from the long drive championships, none of those dudes play on tour. None of those dudes make it on tour. You have to have a good short game in order to win tournaments. And even though Bryson's kind of trying to take that out of the equation, his short game is still very good. He putts with a fucking track man to see how his (laughs) ball's rolling off his putter. Like, that's how in tune that dude is with science and golf in general. So even though Bryson does hit it a long ways, and that helps him a ton hitting, you know, sand wedge into greens versus hitting a a gap wedge or pitching wedge nine iron like some of these dudes – he st- you still have to have a good short game. You still have to get good proximity to the hole, which basically just means your average distance to the hole when you hit a ball on the green. And your proximity to the hole has to be pretty good because making putts, even on tour, they always show the guys making every putt, but they don't show. The- they always don't show the percentages of the actual players making putts. I think like ten footers, it's like thirty percent. I want yeah, to say. it's like it's below fifty percent for sure. Like you're going to miss the majority of putts. I mean, if you're working green back to the tee, the closer you hit it, the better chance you have of making it. The closer you get it to the green, the better chance you have of hitting it close. So that is ultimately why all these guys are going for distance, even if it's out of the rough. I mean, if you can find your ball, for the most part, especially as, as an amateur, which most people are, Uh, you have a better chance of hitting it close from a shorter distance, regardless if you're short-sided, behind a bunker, over a tree. You know, like, it all kind of evens itself out. It all kind of comes out in the wash. And for your average, say, 18 handicap, from 50 yards, if you take 10 to 20 shots, on average, they are going to hit it much closer from 50 than they are 100. So... That is kind of the basis of what everyone is doing out on tour now. And DJ, like, you're not always going to be hot, but he got hot with the flat stick. Uh, his Actually, his putting was the worst part of his game this week, and he was still top 10 in the field in strokes game putting. Like, that's asinine. All of his other ball striking stats were top three. So, you know, just stand back and, and don't let him – completely torch you as he, as he runs by you. <laughs> like, Well, that's what's, what's also crazy about this weekend for DJ and just how much media coverage he got and how everybody was so into his round, I believe it was especially on Friday, is Scotty Scheffler on Friday shot a 59. 13 under par, or I believe it was 12 under this week. 12 under par, and his round was completely overshadowed by what DJ was doing, which we'll get into here in a second when we tie in our scramble for today. But what DJ was doing was overshadowing a dude that shot 59 was like the 11th time on tour ever. Yeah. And it just goes to show you how crazy talented that dude is, not to mention the talent of his wife. <laughs> um, she is a supreme talent. What's her name? What's her first Paulina name? Gretzky. Paulina Gretzky. Paulina. So he's married to the greatest hockey player of all time's wife, and he is Vine. Daughter. Daughter. Jesus. That's, <laughs> yeah, he's not married to Wayne Gretzky's wife. She's probably a little old for him. But, uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's a cougar hunter. Yeah, you know, he would be a, not a cougar hunter. Uh, you never know. Oh, uh, DJ, not yes, Wayne. Yes, DJ, not Wayne. Okay, that makes more sense. But anyway, so... 
I will say this real quick, and a lot of people talked about it on Twitter, um, is DJ shot the most disappointing 60, and that's just kind of his career. Like, he pissed away the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. Uh, he's had so many opportunities. He's won one major, and he has been world-renowned as one of the best golfers for at least a decade, if not a couple more. I don't remember. I'm not that old. Uh, but he shot the most disappointing 60. He was 11 under par, or he was 9 under par after 11 holes. He was 11 under par after 11 holes. Was he 11 under he after 11? He was 11, 11 under after 11. Oh, my God. That I thought I said that, and I was like, that can't be right. No, yeah. He was, and, well, and it goes back to what you talked about earlier, where he kind of pisses stuff away or doesn't always make the right decisions and goes for it, sends it, full send every yeah. every hole. is On 18, he hit driver when he didn't really need to, even though it was a par 5. And all he needed to do was make a birdie on a par 5 to shoot 59. He hit driver, got himself in trouble, had to punch out, and ended I had to punch out. <laughs> and, and he ended up only making par and shooting 60 and so scotty scheffler with 59 you know even though dj was 12 i think he was actually 12 under through 12 as well that yeah, day we might have to fact check that at some point but he shot 27 on the front and then he had two birdies <laughs> on the back so yes he was nine under through nine 11 under through 11 and then My it God. ended up making pars the whole way out to shoot 60 wow and i guess at that point you're kind of cruising and the thing is with dj is i don't really think he cares like I don't think at the end of the day he's losing any sleep over a 59 versus 60. All he sees is that 1.5 mil hitting the bank account, like going, partying up in the mountains, doing a bunch of blow, whatever. Like oh, that's yeah. that's his thing. Is it, I, I think it's more about money than it is anything for DJ. Not as a knock, but that's like, it's his job. He literally treats it like a job, and he went out and did his job well this weekend, and so now he can go party his ass off. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, and like you said, with Kisner just trying to fill his pockets, Kisner had just checked his money for the weekend, and he made $472,000 getting a T4. So Fuck. <laughs> that would last a lot of people a lot of years, and he did that. Like he said, he knew he wasn't going to win the golf tournament, yeah. but he just went out there, grinded, left DJ do his own thing, and still made $472,000. So uh, big-time respect goes out to DJ, like, Gotta love it. Yeah, so speaking of 11 under through 11, we did play a scramble today at Spring Valley. Oh, but before we get into that, guys, so if you're listening to this podcast, you guys can get 10% off anything at the dnvrlocker.com, including polos, Big Drive Energy t-shirts, which we got one coming out soon. We're working with Eric to make it perfect and awesome, and we're going to rock it. Hopefully everybody wants to rock it, just like every other shirt it's there. It's going to be dope. But you guys go to dnvrlocker.com. Anything you want on there, use our promo code BDE, Big Drive Energy. So just BDE, use that promo code, and you're getting 10% off anything you want. Whether you're an Avs fan, Nuggets fan, Rockies fan, Broncos Bus, fan, Bucks, Rams. Rams, exactly. Anything you guys they want. They cover it all. You get 10% off using our code BDE. All right. So the scramble today. First of all, it was hotter than three rats fucking in a wool sock out there. <laughs> it yeah. was outrageous, like... It was so stagnant, I thought I was in an oven, like, just baking. You just shove an apple in my mouth. Like, I was basically just a fucking pig out there, ready to be roasted. I mean, I had fun, but it got to the point where, you know, I was kind of, I was a little boozy, and about 14, 15 holes in, I was just sweating Tito's. Straight out, of, like, 
just pouring off my forehead. I was like, holy shit, is this ever going to be over? Yeah, well, so we played in the Homes for the Troops tournament, which if you guys listen to the podcast with Tim Johansson, TJ, this was the tournament that benefits Homes for Our Troops. Basically, they build homes for wounded veterans, if you didn't hear that podcast. And uh, we're one of the biggest fundraisers, actually, at the Valley of Fun, Spring Valley, in the entire country for Homes for Our Troops. So I think last year, or the last, well, this is our 10th anniversary of this. And last year, we raised over $70,000 in one day in one golf tournament. And that was good for, I think, fifth or sixth on the Homes for Our Troops entire fundraising list for the entire year around the country. And they do skeet shoots. They do fucking everything. They do so many different benefits. And our golf tournament was in their top five. And they actually just announced today they have hit 300 houses built. They have given... 300 wounded veterans, disabled veterans, houses that are fully equipped to handle wheelchairs for them to be able to move around freely uh, with certain width doors and different things like uh, temperature control in the shower where you don't have to get up and change the temperature and all that. Like just over-the-top shit you don't even think about. They've given these guys 300 houses and it is so cool. Like, just the cause itself is worth coming out for. And then all of our local buddies, all of the local alcoholics out of Spring Valley come out and play in this. And it usually turns into a bit of a shit show. Pretty but, much but, every tournament at Spring Valley ends up turning into a shit show. Yeah, I don't know if anybody saw on Twitter uh, our tournament on Friday got a little hairy. Um, there's plenty of more things that, that happened. But basically, everybody's goal was to black out, and I think about half of them got there. So, but usually, homes for the troops, it's just it's just the right amount, you know. Nobody usually takes it like too far, um, but everyone has a really good time, and we raise a shitload of money for homes for the troops, and it is just a blast. And I actually had the opportunity to play with TJ, which was fucking awesome. And spends, I'm sorry, TJ invited me. Um, last night, <laughs> so I I basically got kind of a last minute invite. He had a buddy back out, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" And I played really well. Like I hit the ball really well, and I putted pretty well too. And it wasn't enough. Like it just wasn't. Yeah. So my team, I played with the old pro at Spring Valley. Our buddy Eric, who's a four handicap, and then our superintendent Alan, who's like a 15, 16, 17, something like that. And he doesn't hit the ball very far, so he, a few spots where he had really no chance to get to the green, but he usually brings the flat stick, brings the putter. And I, I call myself, I'm the self-proclaimed scramble savant. He is. Uh, it blows my mind. Like People are always like, Mitch, will you play in our scramble? I'm like, ask Spencer. Like, I suck at scrambles. Yeah, for some reason for me, when I can just have some BDE and bomb drives and I know somebody else is in the fairway. Just I just hit it so good. Uncork it. Like on one today, so one from Spring Valley is like a three hundred and eighty yard par four and I basically drove I basically drove it pin side pin pin side. Pin wow. side. That's um, a, pin high. Yes. That's why I'm God, looking for was, good God. I was mocking you. We may have to do that as a golf term Tuesday one of these times. Pin side. <laughs> I drove it pin side. I drove it pin high and we had like a ten yard chip and we made easy birdie. Uh, a couple par four, another par four at Spring Valley, number four. I drove it over the green, and that's so, about three fifty. Yeah, and so, it is firm out there, folks. Like, don't let him fool you. He's not. 
He's not flying at 350. No, but I was hitting the ball really good as well. My wedges were – I hit every wedge like thin and still ended up good. It was it was like a groove thin, like a sea hair thin. <laughs> and, you know, it just like barely – If you know, you know. <laughs> we're not going to get into it any deeper, but if you know, you know. And it was just a groove thin every single time. And But it was one of those where it still spins, and I got a few – I had a few great shots. We both actually won close to the pin on two separate holes. <laughs> I almost a- made an ace. It was both nine iron. We both hit nine irons. I had, what, 165. You had 169. Yep. Mine uh, was downhill, downwind. Yours was downhill into the wind. Yes, it was. But Big everybody difference. was watching. So there's a bunch of different, along with the Bevcart girls driving around, there's actually a few different drink stations at this golf tournament. And number 17, a guy named Michael Mike Katecki, he runs a shelter insurance out at, or he runs shelter insurance. <laughs> he comes out to Spring Valley and sponsors tournaments. And basically he just sits there in a tent on number 17 all day with free drinks, free Coors Lights, free beers. Seltzers. Seltzers, Gatorades. By that, by 17, I was drinking Gatorade because I was too drunk. Well, I caught, I, I teed off on 10, so I kind of caught him in a good sweet spot where I'd had a couple cocktails. I got some Frito twists. Oh my uh, god! I did. Eat, I ate two bags of chips. I had. <laughs> I had two bags of chips at Gatorade. I had like four Rice Krispie treats and a bag of Fritos twists. Like, well, just full fat kid status. On sixteen, the guy behind us, Wade, he bought us Fireball shots. Oh I was god. Like, oh god! Here we go. We only had two holes left. So here I was comes like, the heartburn. I'm gonna get some Fritos in me. I'm gonna get some Ruffles in me, and then I'm gonna have a Gatorade and just chill out because I was getting a little too drunk. I, I kind of stumble up to the tee, and I just pipe one, stiff it, nine iron, spins back to the hole, landed at about six feet past, spun it back to about two feet, proudly signed my name on that little proximity marker, and moved on to the next hole, took my prize, and went home. Yeah, I actually gave away the wedge that I won. It's, it was a 58-degree uh, tailor-made high-toe wedge, which looked pretty sweet, but I just have no use for it. It was more just about the pride of writing my name down. Um, so I, I got close to the pin on number two. It was playing 165, a little downwind, a little downhill. I hit nine iron, and I almost hold it. Uh, I was a little too drunk to tell if it hit the flag or not, but it landed about two feet short of the hole and ended up, well, it landed short right and ended up two feet short left of the hole. So it, it did rip back at some point. I don't know what kind of interaction it had with the hole, but I um, think it, it did do some. It did do like some some mild foreplay with the hole. Like there was either a kiss on the flag, there was a little lip action involved, a little junior prom action, uh, but I I didn't make it. And I I really am kind of fortunate that I didn't, because otherwise my bar tab would have probably been in the five hundred to thousand dollar range. Uh, so. Kind of a silver lining to that, but yeah, that is always whenever you whenever you have the chance to make a hole in one, you know you you, you want you want to knock it in. Yeah, it's so lame. Like some of the dudes at our course will make a hole in one, and then they'll go they'll pack the their shit and leave and leave as quick as they can. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're so lame. Just you're, eat it. Yeah, just, just enjoy it. Celebrate Something. that. Like you, no, nobody. That's not a normal thing to make a hole in one. Obviously, we have like maybe seven a year, six, seven a year. Maybe and that's heavy. That. Maybe. Yeah. I'd, I'd say probably two to four is average. But, I don't know. But when you think about it, we play at Spring Valley, we play about 35,000 rounds. Yeah. And have, you know, so that's 
percentage wise. It's about one in ten thousand, I would say. Exactly. So you got to eat that. Go into the bar. Tell Pay everybody that you got a hole in one, and, yep. and buy everybody a drink. Which it's still a little backwards that you have to do that, but at the same time, you have the pride of getting a hole in one. So. Exactly, and everybody knows it. Everybody comes up and congratulates you. And what a lot of people on tour actually do, a lot of guys, is they'll just fill an entire one of those coolers with beer and put their name on the front and be like, I made a hole in one today, have a beer on me. And that's kind of a fair way to do it. Like, I'm not buying somebody a double Woodford on the rocks, you know, that's bullshit too. Um, and that's actually going to be my don't be that golfer. Uh, we can get into that a little bit, but... Actually, let's just get into it right now. My my don't be that golfer this week is if someone makes a hole-in-one, you don't order a fucking $15 drink. Like, and whenever somebody buys you a drink, you can go top shelf, but go single. <laughs> like, yeah. when, when somebody offers to buy you a drink and you order double anything, you look like the biggest asshat. Like, I, I've had a buddy do that. He's like, he's a scotch drinker, so that's already a little off. Um... I don't hate scotch, but I don't love it. And I'm like, I don't want to drink it when I golf. And he orders like a double doers on the rocks. I'm like, that's like an $18 drink at least. And I was planning on, and it wasn't actually me buying it. Cause I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, I'm backtracking a little bit, but I, I don't have a problem with buying someone personally. It more just makes them look like an asshole. Like don't take blatant advantage of your buddies. Maybe order like a beer and a shot. That's like eight bucks, ten bucks, depending on where you're at. But don't order like a double shot of something expensive. That's don't be that golfer. That's my don't be that golfer for the week. Excuse me. Don't be that guy that orders double shot of top shelf shit when somebody offers to buy him one. Well, that's more of just like a don't be that person in general. Oh, 100%. When somebody yes. offers to pay for something, don't immediately go from the Coors Light you were going to order to a double doers on the rocks. Yeah. So don't be that person. Yep. Totally agree. My don't be that golfer for this week, and this kind of relates to a scramble. So relating these all, all these topics we've been just getting off into, we were 11 under through 11 today. Crazy, because DJ was the same, but we were playing a four-person <laughs> scramble. But don't be that golfer... And this is maybe more annoying for me as a club pro type of guy that hears about everybody's scores. And I told one of my first, I think my first ever don't be that golfer was don't be that golfer that tells somebody every single shot they made out there. Well, don't be that golfer that comes into the pro shop or talks to your buddies afterwards saying you shot X score, say 79, but you took four mulligans. You didn't make, you didn't put out. You didn't, you know, gimmies that are a foot, fine. But you you hit a ball in the hazard, you just teed another one up and said it was one. I, I don't, like, I don't care what you shot, first of all, in, in a dick in a dick move. I'm, I'm also happy for people. If yeah. you, you know, I've had a couple of texts lately, you know, this is the best for nine I ever shot. That's awesome. That's you getting better at the game. I'm very happy for, happy for people, whether they just shot a 34 on nine holes and that's their best ever, whether they just shot 49 and broke 50 for the first time. That's improvement. That's awesome. That's making the game more fun for you. But don't come in and say you shot a score just to say that. And you're and just you, lying And you're yourself. just lying. It, it, that aggravates the hell out of me. I'm like, some of the buddies I've played with before that are like mediocre type of golfers, 
They're like, yeah, I shot an 89 today. I'm like, dude, you shot an 89. You were at 89 on fucking 14. Yeah. You took well, four mulligans on the 10th hole. I, I, I said, yeah, that was a 12. I, I think we've both been there because we're considered better players relative to your average amateur. So when people play with us, they want to play well. And I could give a fuck if you shoot 110 or 60. Like, maybe if you shot 60, I'd be somewhat intrigued if you had a 59 watch going. But I don't really care what you shoot. Like, I'm not keeping track of your score. But when somebody blatantly, I played nine holes with one of the guys out of Spring Valley a couple years ago. And I watched him drop three or four balls. And then he comes in, he goes, I just shot 40. I'm like... There's absolutely zero fucking chance you shot forty. Like, uh, oh, so you made birdie on every other hole other than I won. I watched you puke. All yeah, over so you made on. five birdies and four doubles. Like, or is that? I think that might actually add up. Or five birdies in a quad. Yeah, yeah. It it just doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you just look. You look dumber lying about your score, or more dumb. Jeez, that's ironic. Dumber's a word. It's dumber. Dumb it's and dumber. Word. Yeah, that's a word. It's kind of like us. Uh, you look dumber lying about. It just doesn't feel right still. But it looks worse when you lie about your score than when you don't play well and you're honest about your score. So I like that. Good call on your don't be that golfer. Yeah, it's just like you said, you just look stupid lying, especially when the other guys you play with. And don't be that. I'm going to kind of piggyback on my don't be that golfer, but don't be that golfer that plays with your buddies. That allows them to just blatantly lie to you and be like, you know, you don't have to be a dick about it, but you got to be like, dude. I don't want to hear about you shooting 89 when you actually probably shot 97 or 98. Like, yeah. don't lie to yourself. That's what makes this game more fun. Be honest. When you shoot a bad score, go out the next round and beat that score, whether yeah. that's 72 to 71 or 102 to 99. That's improvement and great, and you're getting better, and it makes the game more fun when you're playing better or feel like you're doing better and improving. But don't lie to yourself. That It doesn't, make, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you to say, oh, you because then guess what? The next three times when you actually keep your score or somebody's strict about it and you shoot 95, 96, you think you shot worse. When in reality, you probably shot the same score. Just be honest about it. That's Golf is a, you know, and this is part of the reason a lot of people don't play it or haven't played it up until now and are just getting into it is it, it is stuffy and we're trying to take that out of it, right? But at the same time, it is a gentleman's game and there's no reason, you know, it's it goes back to the old days of like, you have to be honest. It's in, it's the most the game you have to have the most integrity of any sport because you can go out there by yourself and shoot your best round ever you actually know if it was your best round ever or not but you just got to be you got to have some integrity when you play this game and don't be that golfer that comes in telling people you shot this score when it's just a blatant lie yeah honey p honey p there honey p all right guys well we're going to finish this pod up with actually our another one of our little segments our love to see it hate to see it for the week so mitchell let's let's start it off with you I think you need to go because I think I might piggyback off of yours. Oh, how do you know what my love to see it is? I don't. Exactly. All right, so my lo- my hate to see it, unfortunately, is even though I felt like we were doing great in the scramble today, we did not take first place. We got overtaken again. That's two straight scrambles. I've taken second or third, or T second, basically. <laughs> uh, don't love it. I We shot 18 under. We got beat um, by a 19 under. And there was a par three on 13. It was 156 yards. It took me a mully. We did have mulligans today, by the way. I'll be completely – we used all of them. Yeah. Uh, my group used all of them. I hit a lot of extra shots today because we had a few that – you never know if you're going to make the putt or not, but you always feel like you can get it a little closer. So we used our mullies today, shot 54 on a par 72. 
but I just hate to see – I love to win, especially in scrambles, just because people are like, oh, that's the pro. He should win. And then when I don't win and lose to a bunch of members, it's not really my favorite thing. So you just hate to see me losing in a scramble again <laughs> next time. Well, and my love to see it is kind of relative to what you are talking about. My love to see it for this week is I never get to play in scrambles, and this sounds kind of corny. But I was, I had a fucking blast today. Like, there's nothing better than a company scramble or anything of that sort. And especially even as a golfer, even when we, especially because we work in the pro shop, we love to get out there and play golf. And I just had a fucking blast today. I mean, I was technically working and I technically had a few cocktails while I was working. And that's technically against the rules, but who who likes technicalities? Like, Spencer's my boss, and apparently he's not too torn up about it, so... We're not big into technicalities <laughs> at the Valley of Fun. Yeah, we don't, we don't have an HR department. <laughs> yeah, piggybacking on that, it was so much fun to play. It's so fun to play in a scramble and so fun to play golf because the, I think one of the biggest misconceptions about golf pros is that they play a ton of golf. We played fucking zero golf. Yeah, exactly. I played nine holes in the last three weeks. If you're an accountant, not like if you're an accountant, let's say at Ernst and Young, my buddy Clayton, he's an accountant at Ernst and Young. When he's off at five p.m., does he hang out at Ernst and Young and drink with his buddies, <laughs> or or just hang out around the office? No, it's the same for golf pros. You whether, watch the clock until yeah. you can leave, and you fucking get out of there. Exactly. So golf, I think that is a big misconception. And we like to play golf. We love the game of golf, but it's not like we go out and play nine holes before our shifts or after our shifts every day. By the time you're done working and dealing with people, you're ready to go. <laughs> so we don't play a ton of golf, so it's great for both of us to be able to get out there, have a few cocktails, play with some members, and just not worry about, you know, it wasn't a tur- I mean, it was a tournament, but it wasn't a competitive tournament. We're not counting every stroke, this and that. So it was a good time. And, uh, you know, anytime we get to play while we're working instead of before or after, that's an added bonus. Well, yeah, just like this morning I woke up and – I mean, we had to be to work at 6 o'clock, or I don't know what time did you get there. I was there about 5.30. But 5.30. I mean, I had to be there at 6, and I just the thought of being able to play golf, I, I like just popped out of bed like a piece of toast. And it really is amazing when you know you're playing golf that day. You can be fucking blacked out in an alley like with your pants down, and you wake up at 5.30 a.m., and you have an 8 o'clock tea time, and you... You do what it takes to get to that tee box by 8 o'clock. You yeah, know? but if it's work, it's like, eh, <laughs> fuck, you wake up and you just have no inkling whatsoever to get out of bed um, and get to work. So, yeah. Added bonus for us, but also added bonus for you guys. Great segue. That was a great segue. Yeah, I, I, I really royally fucked the last one, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, make better with this one. Um, so we told you guys earlier you can use promo code BDE to get 10% off anything at the Denver Locker. You can also use promo code BDE, and it gives you listeners $10 off a new DNVR golf membership. If you're not a DNVR member at all, go straight, hop straight in the deep end. Both feet, swan dive, whatever you want to do into DNVR golf membership. Let's see a gainer, Grandpa. <laughs> Full gainer right into the deep end. Use the code BDE, you get $10 off that new golf membership. Also, if you're already a DNVR member, which we hope you are, if you're not and not subscribed to all the coverage, the Avs, Nuggets in the playoffs right now, Broncos in training camp, following all that, you've got to get signed up. But if you already are signed up for DNVR and you're already a member, use that same promo code BDE, $10 off a golf membership, gets you the polo, gets you everything, but saves you a little money. And also gets you bigger beers at the DNVR bar. Absolutely. We're, we were drinking those 22 ounces for both playoff games. 
hammered this those last out. Weekend, so. Yeah, that's a topic for a different time. Yeah, exactly. So that wraps up this episode of Big Drive Energy. We want to thank you all for listening. Please like and subscribe on whatever platform you guys are listening to this on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Megaphone. Give us a rating. Give us a, some feedback. Uh, that Show us some out. love. Show us some love, boys. Oh, boy. Love to see it. All right. So with that, <laughs> it's the Golf Bros, and we're out. We'll be right back.